Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. Hello, everyone. We are back at it again with another episode for you. Today, we talked a little bit about peer pressure and the importance of actions, some of the pitfalls of internet of relationships and ended with a pretty fun call to action. So we'll be following up on that next week and we hope you enjoy the episode. Testing the, if there will be any lag. I'm not centered. Am I too quiet too? <clears throat> no, you're good. How about now? Still too quiet, huh? No, you're good, but you're not centered. Your voice sounds great. Yeah, that way, just a little. (laughs) A little shimmy shake. Yeah, you're centered now. But you're also not delayed at all. Are we the same height? What's up, Josh? Dude, what's up, Jethro? The internet internet in that room is way better. Is it better? Look, your thing is 95% uploaded already. Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Who knew it would make a significant difference? It's the same room. It's just the other side of the room. (laughs) It's great. Literally. I'm probably going to talk about eight. Oh, what? Eight, 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 like eight feet, feet away from where I was. <laughs> Wild. Wild. You want to talk about consistency today? I thought we were waiting on that one. I mean, you want to talk about peer pressure today? <laughs> Boy. Let's talk about peer pressure today. <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit of peer pressure. Do you have any any initial thoughts? Yeah, I do. I think peer pressure as a concept is frequently applied to children and specifically teens and adolescents who are trying to figure out their place in the world. But I think it's important to not underestimate the impact of peer pressure in adulthood as well and on a broader scale kind of societally because now more than ever i think people find themselves in what feels like a global pool of their peers because of the internet and also now more than ever i think it's easier i think different groups are more accessible because of the internet if you if there's no one geographically around you who has the same exact interests, you can befriend people from other countries or in a different city uh, who have the same interests and passions as you or the same kind of drives and motivation. Um, but it can be it can be easy to to feel like you're always going against the grain, which can be tiring and make you question yourself even more than one already might. 
I know I, I figured that out pretty recently, actually, where when I didn't have social media or when I like deleted it off my phone, my only comparison factors were like my friends and my closest friends. And they're the people who inspire me and push me to do what I love to do. Uh, I mean, that's why they're my friends. But then whenever I go back on social media and I'm confident in like my sense of self, as soon as I start comparing myself to other people, there's this pressure um, to do something different. And I, this is a me thing. I'm not going to speak for a lot of other people, but that's something that I struggle with is that if I see somebody else doing something really cool, all of a sudden I'm like almost immediately swayed. Um, or if they're doing something better than I am, like there's almost this chip on my shoulder that I have to prove myself to that person, like a thousand miles away who doesn't even know who I am. And, and I, I start to realize how ridiculous that is because, um, because you were about to say, not only is it, you know, there's not just bad peer pressure. I think there's good peer pressure Mm -hmm. also. And it's, it's, it's not about avoiding peer pressure altogether it's surrounding yourself around people who will push you to do the things that they know is best for you and that's really really good peer pressure um and the thing is is i used to be like oh okay i just have to not be pressured by peers at all and do my own thing and and vibe by myself as a way to avoid bad peer pressure and so i didn't just push away from bad peer pressure i also pushed away from good peer pressure um and you realize or i realize that can't 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 just deprive yourself of these things whether it be peer pressure or love or 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 health or anything like that like i don't know you have to dive into those things with the risk of knowing you will be exposed to the other things and it's knowing that the counterpart good peer pressure good habits love all of that is stronger than what its opposite could be um and it's better to live like that than it is to live with nothing um and so it's again that weird balance that we always come back to whenever we talk about a topic um but i mean in elementary school middle school high school college peer pressure like you said was a very prevalent thing because you're surrounded by like an ecosystem of people like a like a community or a group um and i think with covid when we were all stuck in our own houses, it was, there wasn't much community to compare yourself to. Um, and so that whole idea of the internet as that space to spend time, um, it's a, it's a much harder, I guess, environment to navigate in my opinion than, um, real life because i can always just walk away in real life and i guess you could just put your phone down but you it's kind of hard to i mean you can block people oh, oh 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 my gosh i thought that was a real animal no oh, it's leppy um Lippy. you can um block people or mute them or what have you but one thing that's also difficult about the internet sometimes which i think is is a very can be a very brutal thing to learn, especially for younger kids who are growing up now on the internet is that it's easy to say anything or pretend to be anyone. And this is not to say, Oh, the internet is a big, dark, scary place. Don't talk to strangers, but also 
someone may <laughs> not have your best interest at heart or not be malicious, but just not really care about you. Um, right. I mean, it might be something that's fun to have kind of this internet interaction, but then if someone gets over invested in a relationship, the other person might, it might just be a little fun thing that they do in their right. free time and then they leave and then it can be hard if someone didn't have kind of that, that distance or that, or that perspective at the same time, some people meet online and then get married. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, it's tough for me to like stick in the absolutes, right? That internet yeah, is yeah, objectively yeah. better. Internet is objectively good. And, and that is totally the case. Um, what was I going to say to that though? It, oh, you miss something. And I don't think this is something very revolutionary, but you miss something when you're not interacting in person. Um, oh yeah 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 i think I, body you know, language I missed tells... something when i was talking oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um uh body language tells more than out than words uh if you're attuned to it um you can tell i mean sometimes you can tell if someone's being shady or if somebody's lying or if somebody's not exactly trustworthy something they give off but when somebody's texting or just dming you hey i want to talk to you it's very hard to interpret what that means. Mm -hmm. um, and so people who are more susceptible to things like that um, are at greater risk or, or at greater danger of getting themselves into trouble, whether that be scams or whether that be uh, giving your information away or worse off, like emotionally or mentally giving your time and space and energy to the, a person who is just trying to manipulate you. Not trying to again. It yeah, really yeah, just sounds like you and I are both like just like it's so scary. But I think it's just it's good to know that, uh, and this is where it gets really tough because then how do you properly educate self and other people to stay safe online? Which is so it's so hard to manage. I can't even imagine as a parent how hard it is to parent your kids when they're already being taught so many things on one device. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how, and maybe that's not a question we need to answer, but it's something. I, I have no idea. About. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a parent, but to think about being a parent in today's day and age, I didn't get my first phone until I was in high school. Um, and most of my friends when I was growing up who got phones earlier were because of a family situation or the need to be able to reach out to one parent or both parents. And I had an eye touch with kind of fill the gap, but I mean, I don't, I can't imagine, you know, to be four, five, six with a phone, what, what, how, how to navigate it. I mean, this child protections and child locks and stuff, I think, but I'm, I'm not sure. I want to go back to something that you said though. Sure. About, um, some things that are lost in communication whenever you're not in person. Um, cause I do, I think body language is huge. I think kind of tone and inflection. I mean, the richness of language is due to the ability for us to transmit sound for spoken language. Um, but even with sign language, there's a lot of anime. There's, well, there's facial expressions. Indicate tone. Yeah. Yeah. Facial, facial expressions are important and, for, for rather forming something as a question or, or, um, or 
confusion or yeah, yeah, yeah. disgust. The raised eyebrows. No, it is. It is. It is actually. It's a big part of um, American Sign Language. Anyway, sorry, um, I cut you off. No, 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 you're good. But I was also going to say, I think in a lot of ways, in terms of relationships, something that I've been reflecting on recently, both in relationships and in life in general, is how people, I'm going to explain this as well, how people vote with their actions or with their time. And by vote, I just mean in a relationship I do in some ways think actions speak louder than words. And this is me reflecting on myself as well, because I think it's easy to say I'm going to do this or we should do this. But then the question is, do you actually do it? Do you actually set aside the time or make an effort to be conscientious or remember if someone asked something, you know, it bothers me when you do this, could you try to not do that? Or, um, remembering if someone appreciates a certain action and uh i think that that goes for relationships but i think it goes for life as well um and it's been something that i've i've been trying to focus on more is acting in the way that i want to be like it's not i don't have to think about it so much i just need to do things and it's yeah. I once had the thought, I think for the past two weeks, and it's good that we're talking about this out loud now, because if I wasn't, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, mm, am I super am loud? I just speaking into the void? No, you're good. I just was looking at my green, green thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I had this thought where it was like, if I'm close to nobody, nobody at all, nobody mattered to me and I mattered to nobody the actions that I would do are solely what I would do based off of me. And I was, and I, I, I came to the realization or a weird conclusion where if nobody matters to me and I matter to nobody, nothing really matters. Like nothing I do impacts or affects the world. And I think it was that realization that made me realize that relationships are everything love is everything that sort of dynamic um of course it is almost impossible to matter to nobody and have nobody matter to you I, it it's almost impossible um and in that regard uh meaning exists because we have a duty by our actions and our words to um like you said be in right relationship with people or be in right relationship with the world, if you will. I mean, one of the reasons why we started Upward Together is that we turn our thoughts and all this musing and all this confusion and all of this mishmash in our heads into action. And actually, I found there, I was reading a book the other day and there was this quote that I wanted to share with you that I thought was really, really cool about why it's important to vocalize things out loud and not just keep them in your head. Um, but can I find it in about 20 seconds? We'll see. Um, 
but it's something about they were like, how can I know what to create or what to do if I don't first say it out loud? Because um, in a weird way, right? And this will probably be related to peer pressure at some point. We will get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, if you keep it in your head, it's not real. It can be. But I find that when I write something down or say it out loud or speak it into existence or manifest it, whatever words are used nowadays, it becomes real. And so if I go, oh, I want to be a better uh, listener or I want to be a better, better at my habits, but I just say it or I just think it, it just gets, it just gets lost with all the other thoughts. But as soon as it's out into the real world on paper or somebody else knows, there's this Watch this. Watch this. This is crazy. There's this pressure. Bam. Back to the topic. There's this pressure to actually, and it's, I would say that it's good pressure to then turn it into an action. Um, because so many, I, I mean, I have so many thoughts in my head, but if I don't do anything about them, if I go, if I pass away, they never, they're not in the world. Um, and and so I do believe, too, that actions speak louder than words, but they also speak louder than thoughts. Um, but I think it really is important. And this seriously, this sort of this podcast concept for me has been revolutionary in how my life is changing, because things that I say out loud that you hear, even if nobody else hears it, that you hear. I got to abide by some of the things that I say. I mean, I got to abide by the things that I say or else, or else I'm just being somebody on a pulpit who says th I'm a hypocrite basically. And so there's that really good peer pressure. I think when it comes to actions, when it comes to words, when it comes to body language, all of that expresses some sort of peer pressure. And it's learning to listen to or learning to understand which signs are good forms of peer pressure and which signs are forms of bad peer pressure. If that makes sense. I think good forms of peer pressure could be viewed with what you're saying in terms of maybe something that I've said to you based on you talking about your mission statement or what you stand for. If someone is encouraging you to act in a way that helps you stay aligned with something you have already opened up to them about or expressed. So if I know you in some way, because you have shared something with me about who you are or what you're trying to do or what you stand for. And I nudge you to stay in alignment with that, that you already told me, I think that could be viewed as a positive form of peer pressure. Obviously people do change. So what you stand for could change over time. But I think what's more dangerous is when, someone is overly focused on moving you into sort of a, a different form from, from what's true to you and more into a form of what they might view you as based on assumptions or based on what makes them more comfortable. Something that might be different from who you actually are. I grimaced when you said that. Cause I am, I, I have been so guilty of that. And I think it's something that I carry on my heart, but I, 
I definitely, and this is something that I have just been made aware of. I have this tendency to look at people and, and assume everything about them and think I know what they are, their likes, their interests, just by reading their body language and stuff like that, as if I'm like a magician or whatever. And then as soon as they don't do or say or think something that I thought they should be doing, thinking or saying, I like almost have like a gut reaction where I like lash out and I go, you can't, that's not you, which is obviously a flawed way of looking at relationships because I'm not them and I'm not in the same boat as them. And so for me to claim that I know them better than they know themselves is not, it's not even that it's not right. It's just not a productive way to go about enacting change in other people or even in yourself. Um, something that I learned is people will only change if they want to, and people will only change if they feel self-motivated to change, if I'm forcing them or enacting them to change. Basically what I'm trying to say is the ends don't justify the means. And sure, like changing someone is, you can be proud of changing somebody maybe for the better, but are you also proud of how you went about it? I mean, did you do it in a very seductive way? Did you do it in a manipulative way? Or did you do it with their best intentions in mind? Did you want the best for them? Did you listen to them and listen to what they wanted and then just guide them along the way? Or did you just imprint? And most of the times I am somebody who is, was somebody who just became really blunt and really short. And I was like, that's not who you are. And we're going to fix that. And, and immediately looking back on that, I turned them from a human being, a person into a project. Wow. Now I'm just being, now I'm just <laughs> being really hard on myself, but I think there's some, it is a really honest truth. Um, and do I still have regrets about it? Yeah. Do I still hold some guilt over it? Yeah. Um, but am I also trying to be better for tomorrow and the next day? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally, totally 100% relate to that. It, it's just sad that I, not sad, but it's just, I had to, ex I had to do it firsthand for me to understand that it's not the right thing to do. Um, and so I think to anyone, whoa, the fact that that didn't make any noise. Do you just, are you just a silent sneezer? I muted myself. Oh. <laughs> Those who are watching on YouTube, you just got a little special, special <laughs> moment that the, the people, people listening didn't get. <laughs> but I think the reason why I wanted to bring that up, like from my personal view is because I think, I think so often we hear it from a very general point of view, but I, I kind of want to raise the point, look, I'm somebody on the bad, who was on the wrong side of it. And to see that, um, it might, it might make people pause maybe and think about it a little bit deeper as they understand that like the other side of it is also equally as, oh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but we could say it from the side of victims or we could say it from the side of an outsider. But I think to say it from the side of somebody who really messed up and really was not the best 
relationship builder and something that I've worked on, um, I think is important to have out there. Yeah. I I think it's also, it's not necessarily just over. Like when something happens or, or comes up or there's a stretch in your life where you can reflect and see that you weren't behaving in a way that you truly wanted to behave or you didn't like the person that you were. I think it's kind of a constant process of evaluating your actions and making conscious decisions with how you use your words and how you see the world and checking yourself whenever you kind of find yourself slipping into the familiar patterns of the past. Mm. Cause it doesn't necessarily just stop. Sometimes it, it could depending on what it is. Um, you know, you can have drastic changes that really alter your personality or your perspective in such a way that potentially damaging negative, toxic traits you used to hold are no longer part of you. But I do think both in behavior and in thought processes, it's kind of a constant sharpening of the sword and process of, of improvement and um, holding yourself accountable. Yeah. It's never done. Yeah. It's a constant, constant journey. I want to close with this. Because your answer to one of your answers to how we figure out good or bad peer pressure is if, you know, we're pushing somebody which is aligned with their philosophy or their mission statement or who they want to be. So then the question remains then, how does each individual person decide or know who they want to be and what they want to do so that their friends can push them in the right direction? Because... I can only imagine that some of the people listening to this or, you know, a lot of people who are still young don't know what they want, don't know what's right, don't know what's wrong. So how can they know what good or bad peer pressure is when they're still unformed or they're still unsure of what they want to do? Um, and I don't have the answer to that, but I think I want to leave that question, at least for me, open to the audience to think about as this podcast ends. But Josh, if you have anything to say to that, I think that that brings up the importance of putting it out into the world. Write down something on a piece of paper as if it were your truth that you were going to do this, you were going to become this. Have a conversation with someone you trust, someone you love, and just commit to something and just say it to them and see how it feels, knowing that this life is long and is always changing. And, um, you don't necessarily need to stay constant to one thing, but if you never try to think about making a decision, then it's impossible. You just get frozen with all the options and it becomes overwhelming. Um, but it's really hard to, to move onward, to move upward. <laughs> if you don't, uh, pick a direction to move in. Yeah. Well, so then how about this for our, let's walk the walk. I think for next week's podcast episode, we bring in three to five written down values that we hold individually. And then we share it to each other. And I think that would be a cool way to start the podcast before we go into the next topic. Uh, that way, 
we're holding each other accountable more than just in this like 40 minute conversation, but it's something that we are actively trying to do. I don't, I don't know if you think that's a cool idea. Values or, or like decisions, like what we're going to do with our life. How about values? Because okay, I think decisions change a lot, but values stay pretty consistent. And if we can look at values, then no matter what, how our life changes, as long as we can stick to those values, um, also values can change. I understand that. Yeah. But it's more um, something that's more core to right. who we are to think about versus right. just, I'm going to go buy my groceries. No, that's not, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's a value Buy groceries. But if you're cool with that, I'm totally cool with that. Cause I sure. think to answer the question of how we figure it out, if we're going to say, we're going to do it upward together, we got to help each other figure out the right direction to go. So I think we should do that. And I also encourage the audience to do that for yourself. Um, and also this is going to be on YouTube. So if you want to leave a comment, also we'll probably put something on Instagram. So if you want to leave a comment about your own values, I think that would be a really cool thing too, to engage. So um, with that being said, Josh, take it away. Close off Love the everyone. podcast. What was the other thing we say? Thanks for stopping Thanks by. Thanks for stopping by. You don't have to say it every time. Flawless <laughs> outro. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.